Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN when you sign up for access to exclusive offers. I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, and believe it or not, this podcast has not been canceled. Not postponed. We're still here. No, we're still here. We are not on the COVID protocol list, unlike 15% of the NHL. And Christian, we were saying this before we started. We recorded on Wednesday. It feels like our last episode was like a month ago. Yeah, it's a lot has happened in a very short span of time. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to cover. Yeah, I was putting it very... Very mildly, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, the elephant in the room, the Avalanche are shut down until after Christmas and will not be playing any of their games this week. They played against the Nashville Predators. We'll talk about that game and how that game shouldn't have happened, but their game that was supposed to be yesterday against Tampa Bay did not happen. They will not be playing the Red Wings. They will not be playing Buffalo, and they will not be playing Boston. All of those games will be made up at a later time and along with the avalanche you have what did we say six other teams shut down right yeah. now calgary's getting hammered detroit got shut down today boston and nashville are shut down who am i missing here the toronto toronto shut down montreal's basically shut down yeah all of canada is basically sh- technically sh- they're not shut down like the avs but all their games are canceled because they can't cross the border right now that's just a small little detail there's so much has happened since our last episode came out thursday morning we were just talking about the rangers game i thought that game was like two weeks ago honestly it felt like it 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 really did i i have very little recollection of that game yeah like it only happened less than a week ago (laughs) yeah it it happened as we're recording five days ago on tuesday crazy the, the panthers game as of today was a week ago. That's, that's put my, my, my brain, my brain in a mental pretzel it's, right there, man. It's putting your brain in a brine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we dropped to the Nashville predators five to two in what was just a, an utter shit show before the game even started during the game, after the game, we talked about it at the end of last episode, we were pretty confident the game was not going to get played it ended up getting played, but it really shouldn't have. We were all saying it from the beginning. Why is this game being played? Nashville has, what was it, six guys down right now. They're playing incredibly shorthanded. And as the day leading up to the game went on, more and more Avalanche players went into COVID protocol. Andre Burakovsky was the first among them, along with JT Kompfer. And then all of a sudden, just a few minutes before the game, Kale McCarr and Darcy Kemper are suddenly added to it. And the Avalanche are playing extraordinarily shorthanded. They're missing an entire player. They had to play with one less skater and they, they got their ass properly kicked in this game. Yeah. Without a doubt. It was, that game was weird because like Nashville played really well and the abs just, they they didn't really look like they wanted to be out there. They didn't, didn't, they didn't seem like they had a ton. Of, it seemed like they just had the energy sucked out of them, which is to weird. Be fair, to be fair, though, if you're losing five players that you traveled with the day of the game, I, I don't know if you can really keep the momentum going like, hey, we can get through this when it's, hey, all these people are getting like getting tested positive right now. and We're losing players left and right. Like, I, I don't know if I can blame them for coming out with the lackluster effort, but you got to give credit to Nashville. They were in a very similar situation. And they came out and played a really damn good game. Yeah, I want to preface this whole conversation with Nashville deserved to win this game. They they played 
very well in this game. And they beat the Blackhawks the very next night before they got shut down themselves. They're on a seven game winning streak. There's not, there's really not much shame in losing to this team right now. They came out and played very well in this game, but we have, before we get into the game, we have to talk about the fact that the NHL allegedly gave the avalanche players allegedly, because we really don't know a choice as to whether or not they wanted to play in this game. Elliot Friedman came out with that report in the first period and then uh, Bednar said that it happened, but Miko said that it didn't happen. No and one knows. No, no one, one really. I, no one even knows in the locker room if they had a vote. It sounds like. I don't know if Miko meant like there was no vote, as in, of course we were going to play. Like there was no vote. We all voted yes. Like I don't know if that's what he meant, or if they just literally didn't vote like i'm still extraordinarily confused i still am too and even if they were given the option we were talking about this off air these players are 30 minutes from game time they've already gone through warm-ups they're fully dressed they're there yeah of course they're gonna vote yes to play they aren't gonna vote they're already in even if they just landed in nashville and were on the way to the arena i still feel like they would say yes of course they're gonna say yes where are they going to, they're going to get undressed. Like we hockey players are creatures of habits. We know these guys are absolute freaks. Remember the Jack Eichel thing where like yeah. he follows the same steps like every day, like we laughed at him, but that's not like that far off from the most normal NHL player. These guys went through their entire routines, whether it was ice baths or whatever they eat before the game. They're not just going to be like, yeah, no, we're not going to, we're down a couple guys. We're not going to play this one. They're going to, they're already there. Of course they're going to play like the, the decision. It's not being put in the proper hands by giving them that choice. Of course they're going to say yes. Yeah. They're not going to say no. Like, and that was the whole, I think that was just a, the NHL was kind of like, Hey, Elliot, do us a favor. Say that we gave the players an option to vote. And then it takes all the honus off the NHL. And it was the players who decided it. So it's a player empowerment move but like, the thing in all is, actuality I, they they just never should have played that game like i believe the report because bednar said there was a vote too i feel like the most likely thing is like there was no vote meaning like of of course we said yes like we didn't vote we all just agreed on it i, I think maybe that's what miko was trying to say i have absolutely no idea but i believe that there was a vote but like of course they played and of course they voted yes I don't know. Like the game shouldn't have been played long before anyone tested positive Nashville, as well as they played was down their entire coaching staff. They were playing with the, their Milwaukee team. Yeah. They, they were telling their, their, uh, their coach who was supposed to coach the game, who was already feeling right. the coach. Yeah. I know tested positive like three hours before the game. So, so the assistant coach of the, yeah. what, are the what are the Milwaukee, Milwaukee admirals admirals. That's right. The Milwaukee admirals, the assistant coach, was coaching the Predators that night. This like It's crazy that this game was played, even with that alone. And then you add Berkey and everyone that tested positive for the Avalanche into the mix. I, I'm, I'm still shocked we're talking about a game at all. It, it's crazy. And it's just kind of the world we're in right now, I think, when it comes to sporting events and COVID and just all that's going on in the world. So... It's it, it was a crazy circumstance for the game to even be played, but there was a hockey game played. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the game was still played. The Avalanche, I, I don't feel like the Avalanche played horrible. This was not like a clunker. They got beat by a team that's on fire and was frankly better prepared. Yeah, they played really well. And you have, I mean, you have Jordan Gross, you had Justin Barron, you had uh, Curtis McDermott as defenseman, like, we're, we're listing off some names here. And I mean, the abs were Eric Johnson was your second pair defenseman. Did we forget to mention Kale McCarr didn't play? No, you mentioned it. You did mentioned I? It. I yeah, because yeah. I was looking at the thing. Sam Gerard played 31 minutes. Yeah. He did not have a top pair in this game. They were gone. Four so Gerard, so Gerard played bad. 31. Eric Johnson played 23. And then you had Justin Barron in his NHL debut playing 16 minutes. That was his third game. His third game? Yeah, Barron. Well, second or third. 
because he played against the Panthers. Oh, the you're Rangers. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. You are correct. This was, so his, second this was his second game. You are correct. See, this is what I mean about that. Like, I thought the Rangers game was years ago. Yeah, like, it, it was It was not good. The Predators were down their entire um, uh, forward group. We were down basically our entire defenseman group. Yeah. I mean, so, Jack Johnson played 16 minutes. That doesn't happen. And that's with him missing the first 10 minutes of the game because yeah. this <laughs> came back. He couldn't get that, Okay. Back. That sums up the entire thing. Jack Johnson was, we were playing with four defensemen to start the game because Jack Johnson didn't have his test results back. So we didn't know if he was going to play or not after the game started. Eventually they come back negative and halfway through the first, he's on the bench and playing. But like, how does that, like, how does the game happen? If you have a guy waiting for results, like it just doesn't make, any sense it's not an excuse as to why we lost we played a team dealing with a similar situation but i don't know it was a very weird hockey game i wasn't even mad that the abs lost i was actually impressed impressed that they kind of kept the game close the game got out of hand at the end it was three to two halfway through the third after val made it three to two yossi made it four two ekholm in an empty net made it five two which makes it look worse than it was nashville deserved to win but we still gave them a fight. You had Rantanen with the power play goal. You had Nichushkin score to bring us back within one. There was a real shot. We could have tied the game there in the third, but there was, I thought it, I summed it up pretty well. I thought in a tweet, it was, it felt like every single bounce went Nashville's way. Yeah. Cause it did. Philip Forsberg had an amazing game. Yeah. And that's just how the hockey, that's just how hockey works. Sometimes yeah. some nights you're going to get the bounces. Some nights you're not going to get good bounces. You know what else we forgot to mention, man? The other biggest Frankie. story of the game. Yeah, Frankie. Pavel yeah. Francouz with Darcy Kemper getting added to the COVID list. Yep. Played his first NHL game in almost two years. And I thought he played a really damn good game. I thought he was good. I had, I really had nothing negative to say about his performance and goal. I thought he was just genuinely pretty solid. I mean, what a, what a circumstance to play your first game. He was not going to play tonight. And all of a sudden, Kemper goes down to COVID protocol and – He's called up from the Eagles. And the, I think the plan was Tampa, wasn't it? I, I, don't, was, think there, I don't think there was like an, a released plan, but it would have made sense for him to play against the Lightning. And all of a sudden he comes back for this one, like 30 minutes before the game starts, he's informed that he's going to play. And I thought he was good. I, don't, I didn't think any of the goals he gave up were particularly bad. No, none of them were. I didn't shake my head at him. And I thought he was going to at least be a little rusty. He wasn't. He no. was really good. My biggest he fear. Really big saves in that five on three sequence early in the game. Oh, he was outstanding. I mean, there was certain points where he was actively like saving the team. My yeah. biggest fear with Frankie was he was going to be rusty against NHL shooters. And yet he finished with a sub 900. He was an 882. But that, that again, that doesn't tell the full story of this game with him. He was good, especially when you consider this guy has not played in nearly two years. He hadn't played since August in the bubble of 2020 and his last regular season game was March, 2020. You factor all that in. He didn't look like it. He looked like he'd been playing all year. I thought he played really well. And the goals that beat him weren't like that first one by Forsberg. If I remember right, it was just kind of a lucky scene. I shot like it wasn't a great shot. It was just a scene. I shot that beat him. Uh, The Yossi one was an unfortunate bounce. I think it was Jost who got tied up trying to clear the puck. Um, and then I'm trying to remember their second, their second goal was on a beaut, like not a beautiful passing play, but it was just the Avs left the guy wide open in the slot. Yeah. Tanner Janot. And yeah. then Ransom made it two to one. Then Forsberg had his second to make it three. Yeah. It, it, I thought Frankie played really well. I was excited to see him back. And he's, my thing is, is if he can stay healthy, he's only going to get better. Yeah. That was so, incredibly positive thing for me to see because that might've been him rusty. Like yeah. he was still that good. He made like, a couple incredible saves. In, you wouldn't think that guy had just suffered a hip injury. What, what, what did he have again? I forget. He had an ankle, high ankle. 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 Yeah. You wouldn't think that guy had just been recovering from a high ankle sprain for the last several months and hadn't played in two years. I thought he was really good. Problem is, is UC Soros is a really damn good goalie. Um, he was excellent in this game. He's really good. Like, I, I don't know how he does. He's so little, but he's he covers up so much of the net. He has and, such great reactions. 
Yeah. I like UC Soros a lot. I think he's a really good goaltender and he's basically backbone the Preds to a majority of this winning streak. So the summary of that game is the Avs got crushed by COVID. So did the Predators. The Avs just didn't really play that well. And the Predators played really, really well. So it sucks to lose, but I don't really, that loss doesn't really bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it sucks to lose your winning streak that way. You had a, a real good five-game winning streak coming into tonight, and I feel like this was kind of the game we had written off as, like, oh, that's the easy one of the easier wins of this upcoming stretch. It sucks to have this, this circumstance happen and you go up against a, a hot Predators team that was, yes, they were dealing with similar COVID stuff, but when you compare the players that were missing – no offense, but it was a lot of their, their bottom end guys. And they also had a full day to prepare for that. Like when you, when you line up, the odds were not in our favor for this game. They were in our favor. Yeah. And I, I hate losing to division opponents, but you're going to lose. Like Nashville is always a tough place to go into play. It always has been a struggle for the abs. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really looking too much into that loss other than the fact that we had Jordan Gross, Curtis McDermott, Justin Barron, and Jack Johnson as our fourth, fifth, and sixth defenseman, third, fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman. Yeah. So I think that game goes completely different if the abs have McCarr and Kemper and uh, Berkey. Berkey or JT. Like that game goes completely different in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the year, this is just going to be a number in the loss column. It's not, a, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Points percentage wise, we're still right there in it with the division. Minnesota is they are seven, two and one, their last 10 that haven't they lost three in a row. They lost, they lost three in a row. Yeah. They lost an overtime last time and points per game wise. We're still ahead of Nashville, even with them winning seven in a row, we're at six They're at six fifty. The blues are at six twenty nine, And even with Nashville on this winning streak, I still don't really see them as a big problem in the central. I, I feel like teams go on winning streaks sometimes. Like I don't, I'm not going to base my, like this team's going to make the playoffs based on they won a, a few games in a row. Like if they, I mean, if they, look if what they happened lose, with the stars. Yeah. The stars been on their big winning streak too. And th- look at them right now. They're back towards the bottom. They're at five They're five and five in their last 10. They're 14 and 14 on the year. So I agree with you. I don't think Nashville is a legitimate contender. I think they're just playing really good hockey right now. I, um, I think more highly of them than I did, but I still think St. Louis for, as of right now gets that third spot in the central us and Minnesota are going to battle for one and two. Cause I think St. Louis is just playing real good hockey right now. Nashville does have a shot to get that wild card spot. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. They definitely have a shot to make the playoffs because Winnipeg just looks kind of lifeless, even though they beat the blues today. And they had the coach just walk out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Maurice just resigned. Yeah. Just a piece. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I've, I've done everything I can with this team. I mean, respect to him for, for recognizing it and understanding that like, I've done all I can do. I've been here since 2014, but he just up and walked out. They lost to the Capitals that same night and they beat the blues today. So they're 550 on the year. They they need to turn it around because I'm not super impressed by them. And they're they're just gonna run out of rope here soon. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's Minnesota, Colorado for the one and two. And then I think St. Louis right now is that lock for the three. Um, the wild card's wide open, like yeah. as open as it can be in the Western Conference. Like you got some teams in there, you got um, Nashville. Chicago's been playing better hockey. Anaheim. Anaheim's still playing really well. They're still winning. Yeah. The, the Sharks continue to keep winning games somehow. And then I'm forgetting a team too. That's oh, Canucks are hot all of a sudden too. Yeah. Like, the, the Canucks have won six in a row. Yeah. They haven't lost since Bruce Boudreau took over. So that wild yeah. card to me is wide open with the Oilers falling off the map. Um, that wild card's wide open. And yeah. I mean, I still think Anaheim falls back down but like they're, they're building themselves a nice landing pad with how 17 they have 40 points they're tied with vegas at this point in the season and the thing is like i feel like once you get past a certain threshold in the west i feel like there's just not a bunch of threats like the california teams outside of anaheim i don't think are going to make it even though they're decent vancouver vancouver is interesting 
but that's a big hole they got to dig out of still. Still a big hole, but I, I think they can do it. Chicago, same thing. They're playing better, but not that much better. I still think they don't make it. Oh, I don't think they make it, but I the wild card's just wide open, man. I just yeah. really don't. I, I don't know. I think we know the playoff teams, the one through six, but we just don't know the playoff team seven, eight. Right? We have a good idea who the top six are going to be in the West. Yeah, the West is it's just wide open. Right? I mean, you look at the wild card right now. You can't sort points percentage and we go to the wild card standings. Right now, it's us and Edmonton at one and two for the wild card. I mean, that, that should say enough right there. These are two very good teams that are Edmund, – Edmonton went cold for like 10 straight games, and we're, we haven't played enough games to catch up with the rest of the division still, and it's not helping that we're not playing this week. But I don't know. I still think we win the division. Minnesota, I feel like the bubble's starting to burst, but I don't think it's going. I don't think they're going to collapse. But I think we're going to catch them. Nashville, I feel like they're going to fall off a bit. St. Louis, I think is. I think we know what the Blues are. I think they're a, a third team in the Central. Like, they're a good I, team. Yeah, they're, they're good. good. Team, but... They're not a Cup contender, I don't think, but they're they're good. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. I, I don't know. The, like the West is just wide open. It's as wide open as it can be. And with all these COVID pauses now, I think it opens it up even more because you just have no idea how teams are going to come back and play. I mean, Calgary has three-fourths of their team is COVID positive right now. Like, are they yeah. going to be able to come back and be the same Calgary team? It's or... like just Matthew Kachuk, isn't it? Like, is the only yeah. guy that, at least on the offense, that doesn't have it? Yeah, he's the only one. It's crazy right now what's going on in the NHL. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about this off air. I think well, it's not even a think anymore. The NHL came out today and said they're go they're not going to shut down the season. Yeah, it was an announcement that came out. They aren't going to shut down the season. Personally, what I think is going on is the uh, NHL is just trying to make it to Christmas and just have those they three are. or four days off and just kind of yeah, take a deep breath, um, and just pray to the gods that everything gets better because. Right now, it is not good, and we've both watched hockey this weekend. It, it's not really been any good hockey. Like yeah. The really, really good game was uh, today. I don't know if you watched it. The Knights versus the Islanders was a really good hockey game. Yeah, that it was like, like they're, they're dealing with some COVID stuff, but like it's not back-breaking stuff like we've seen for other teams. So it was still a good game, but like you look at games across the league. Another example from today, the Caps and the Kings. The Capitals are decimated right now. They have five players on protocol, not to mention guys they have on injury. It's just, there's no, I watched the game. There was no life in the arena. The team just seemed like sucked dry. Like the product on ice when this is happening just isn't good. It's not. It, it's, and that's why the NHL is just going to try and limp into the Christmas break and pray to the gods that something magical happens over this break. I mean, we, we keep talking about this break. It's three days. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas, and is it even the day? It is the day after. It's the day right? after. Like, that's three grand whole days. Like Yeah, Christmas on Saturday. Sorry. Santa better, Santa better be coming down the chimney with a written solution in hand because I do not know what to do here. No, I, no one knows what to do. I mean, all of the leagues across the globe are kind of just in a oh shit moment right now. What do we do? Yeah, like because it's it's a different situation than it was last year and even when COVID began back in March 2020. Because now you have a whole camp of players and executives like Steve Eiserman who are saying, like, these guys are in the at the peak of their lives, peak athletes, they're fully vaccinated. And if they're not symptomatic, then they should be allowed to play. And he does have a point, but there's also the this is still a contagious disease that we still don't know everything about and we have players like um josh archibald and alex stalock in edmonton who are dealing with serious heart conditions because of covid you also have most of these players with families and stuff like that like todd reardon the assistant coach of the pittsburgh penguins uh this was a very documented story during covid when he was head coach of the caps has an immunocompromised son and if there is a situation where you stop testing players because they're asymptomatic and he gets something and then goes home, that's a problem. But I feel like both sides have a point here. And I, 
I just don't know what to do. I don't know what the right answer is. There is no right answer. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, in the next couple of weeks. I hate to keep doing this, but we keep referencing the NFL on the show. But the NFL has made it that fully vaccinated players uh, will not be what te- will not be required to mandatory test every day. Um, that's a huge, huge story for coming out of the NFL. Um, that takes place next week. And I think a lot of the leagues across the globe are going to watch and see how that works because the NFL really took the nosedive into it. And whatever happens there is what's going to determine what a lot of these other leagues do. And like you said, th- there's, there's no right answer. There is none. We all want to find the right answer. There is not a right answer. There's a risk to each side. So I, I'd love to give you an answer on what I think they should do. I, I don't know what they should do. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, have an opinion on it. I feel like to be get, coming out of break, and they are doing this, you go back to the protocols of last year, and you get this under control, and you maybe do that until the Olympic break, see how the NFL did, see how under control this is in the league, and then maybe you look into it. I, 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 feel, I feel like you can't go from 15% of the league is in protocol to, well, we're just going to stop testing. Like that, that just feels like, doesn't that just feel wrong? Like it that feels just feels gross. like a, it, it feels like a bad idea and a disaster waiting to happen. Doesn't it? it, it you know, does. You're taking the human ad, element out of it. Like granted, yeah. these are professional athletes and they are being paid to do their job. But like you said, they all have families at home. Like yeah. it's not just them being put at risk. It's families. And on the outside, I mean, me and you both have jobs. Like I go to work every day and I don't get tested. So I can see both sides of the coin. There's no side that's right though. Yeah. Like it's, I'm, what I'll say is I'm not jealous of the, the people who are going to have to make this decision. Cause like we said, I feel like both sides have a point, but it's not, entirely right one way or another like it's and with you brought up the nfl like the nfl's got the playoffs starting soon and like they're they're, they'll be done in february like early february and getting into the playoffs it's one game in the nfl you lose that game you're done like like imagine tom brady goes down the protocol he's asymptomatic and the, the buccaneers lose like i see that point i feel like with the nhl with so much season left to go you got to at least get this under control for like, I don't know. I don't have a, a good answer. There's, there's not one. And, and I maybe, do, I, I and don't maybe, envy, I don't yeah. envy the people who have to make this decision. You know, and maybe the NFL is going to be a, a total disaster in the playoffs doing this. Like we don't, we don't know yet. We don't have all the answers yet. We don't. And it's, it's, it's terrifying. That's what I'm really interested to see how this week goes in the NFL. I mean, it can't go much worse than it did this past week. So yeah, it's, it's, it's Sunday, and we have what six games left? Like, yeah, after, awesome. like the, I, I personally, I, I think the NFL should do that more often. I think it's oh, awesome. They, they so should. Game. It's so much better. So, but I, I really don't know what's going to happen with the NHL. I mean, they came out and said the Olympics were still a possibility, as I say in air quotations. There's no chance in hell they're, they're not. The they're going to no announce. In a, they're going to announce in a couple of days. They're not going. There's. They, it no simply chance. doesn't make sense. Like you look, you look at the, what I totally forgot the quarantine in China, three to five weeks. No one wants to put themselves through that. And with all the games to make up, how are you going to make them up other than that three week stretch in the middle? And I don't know, are you going to be a player and go to the Olympics while your team has games to play? And then like, let's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't see how you can right now, which is we said last episode, why it sucks that they didn't go in 2018. Cause this is a once in a lifetime scenario that is getting in the way here. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense for players to go. Cause it's not just the pandemic. It's also that it's in China, which is a whole other situation on its own. Like it's a perfect storm for the Olympics or at least for the NHL to not go to the Olympics, which just doesn't ever happen. We're used to it because they didn't go last time, but you really look at this doesn't happen ever. No, it doesn't. And I feel bad for the players who are older. I, I don't think Ovechkin's going to get another chance to go. I think like, he, he may, 
but he's not going to be – I'm not even going to guess on Ovi anymore. Dude, but, I would, one advice on Ovi, do not ever say, oh, well, this might be his last thing because it won't be. <laughs> it won't be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but players who are a little bit older like Crosby, eh, I don't know. Like I feel bad for Stamkos. him because Stamkos, like th- this is their – this is one of the few times they do get to represent their country. And to a lot of those players, it's the biggest honor in their life is getting to represent their country at the Olympics. And it's a big time bummer. I love Olympic hockey. We talked about this already, how much we love Olympic hockey. Um, it's just not in the cards this year. It, it's no. just. Not. It, and it, it sucks. Like there's, there's no other way to put it other than it sucks for everyone involved other than the owners, which can, yeah, that sucks. Cause usually what the owners want sucks. 100% sucks because yeah. it's the right it's the business decision on the end of it it's not the it's not the human element they only care about the dollars and yeah. for them this is this is a kind of a big win but also they're kind it's, of fucked now because- no it's a win it's definitely a win this was a big point in the CBA that they negotiated that the, they were going to go to the Olympics and the the players gave up concessions to go to the Olympics this year in those negotiations and now they're probably not going anyway and it's not like they can go back and be like, well, we didn't go. Can we get this, this, and this? Do you want to be like, uh, no, that's your signature right there. We didn't make this that happen. Yeah. yeah. And like the players are what, $2 billion in debt to the owners right now. So I don't know how that fucking works, but they're going to be paying that off for the next five years. Yeah. The owners are crushing the PA right now. All right. And it sucks because a lot of those contracts were signed before COVID and COVID's really kind of Kind of thrown a wrench in the whole plan. Um, I, I, I'm bummed about the Olympics. Like it, it's, I keep trying to hope that it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just, if it, even if it does happen, it's not going to be the way we expect it to. Mm-mm. There's going to be a ton of players that don't go. Like there, we talked about McDavid and Petrangelo last episode coming out and be like, yeah, I just don't know. And even if it does happen, it might be a few players. And like a lot of guys outside of the NHL who come and join them. And at that point, it's just, it loses its luster. Yeah. It really does. At this point now we do, we all know who's going to win the gold medal. It's going to be the Russians because they have all those KHL players that will go to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we know it's going to, Oh, what are they? The Olympic athletes from Russia? Cause they're still banned from going to the Olympics. Like the Russian Olympic commit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, but it's a bummer. Um, I, I guess the good news we don't have to see those Team USA jerseys at the Olympics because those were atrocious. Yeah. So along, maybe along with slight the, positive there. Yeah, along with those ugly Canada uniforms. Oh, see, I like the Canada ones. They, I really like the, the idea is good. The logo sucks. Ah, see, I kind of like it. I it, kind of like it, but I'm not Canadian, so I, I have no idea what it is. So because when we t- was it Drew who was saying how bad it was, if I remember right. Yeah, the I think we were saying like the black one is pretty bad. But it's also like the kind of thing that like they're not going to wear it, so it doesn't matter. Big time bummer. Um, yeah, I it just sucks, man. COVID, um, double middle finger to COVID for just ruining life as we know it. Yeah, so, it, it just uh, doesn't stop getting in the way of everything, and everyone's understandably getting pretty sick of it. But I I, I just don't know what to tell you, like. This I don't either. Yeah. I, it's been weird. It's it's only been what like that game was on Friday, the national game, or was it Thursday? No, it was Thursday. Thursday. It's been three days. And I I'm bored. I, I haven't had abs hockey and I still got another week to go. Um yeah, you've got I, another eight days. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, Draft Kings Sportsbook. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner if just a single point is scored in the game of your choosing. That's right. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score, period, that's it, just to score, can win $100 in free bets. It really is just that simple. And if DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available in your states, you can still get in on the NFL action every week with huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily 
fantasy sports contests. And that's not all, because DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit. All you got to do is put a little bit of money in the account, and you have a free shot at millions of dollars. That's all you have to do. So to get in on the action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the episode. But we, we should talk about that. We're coming back against Vegas. Woo! No way to get right back into the fire then, man. So it's just like it was last year where we had that huge break in the beginning of February. And then we played Vegas four times in a row. It feels like against Vegas, like just in the regular season, at least there's something that gets in the way of the game. Cause there was a few games last year out of eight that were normal, but like six of them were the strangest fucking thing you've ever seen. The first one, we just come back from COVID and that was a one, nothing loss for us. And the next one, we won three to two. The next one was, outside with no crowd and the sun melted the ice and the game was at two in the morning on the east coast like oh that sucks for you. it was only at like 9 p.m here so yeah I was it was there. i i record i recorded that episode after the game so i literally recorded four in the morning you're a crazy human yeah that was i forgot about how the ice melted they didn't think the sun was coming to that was the ice dumbest shit i have ever seen in my i think i i think i was just so tired on that episode that i was just hysterically laughing the whole time like you didn't factor in the fucking sun for your altitude link and you're in altitude my my girlfriend has uh her family's from tahoe so they were laughing because it was like yeah that's what happens in tahoe when the sun's out it's hot (laughs) it's hot sun is hot sun melts ice like cavemen can tell you that I oh, oh that was so funny, so funny last year. Oh, but yeah, they won that game, and then you had the what game did we talk about afterwards? Was that the one where uh, they three nothing lost? To... Yeah, I remember that one. And then yeah, the, the next three were I think no, the next two were normal, where we beat them five one and lost three two in OT, and then I think we dealt with COVID again. Yeah, and then Vegas iced like. 10 skate like 10 forwards in the final that was that really weird game and Berkey scored that huge goal in the second period to tie it up and they ended up winning that game yeah. and scored and last oh yeah it was Comper who scored that goal assisted yeah. by new hook i remember that one yep yeah and so we had two normal games against vegas last year and this year when we played them in october we were both battered to shit and that game that game was a mess we lost that <laughs> one but like i barely even count that game because it was just so bad it was a really bad game. And like, if I remember right, the apps just got their shit kicked in for like the first 10 minutes of the game. And then the game was really boring after that. Yeah. Like, and then we got like the McCarr goal. I'm trying to rack my brain. Like just McCarr. It was two, one, we lost two, one. Yeah. But like, it was, what was the controversy who got kicked out that like, we were all going nuts. Like what the hell is happening? And then McCarr scores. Oh, it was Jack Johnson. His hit on. Yeah. 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 Jack Johnson thing. He hit Colesar. It, It was, yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Colazar. Yeah, he hit Colazar. So they kicked him out of the game for that. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah. We were pissed about that. Um, but here we go again. Here we go Once again. We come back. Another. This Is this one going to be longer? I think it's a little. Le- okay, it's a little shorter, but still the same situation as last year. We're going to come back from break and immediately play the biggest threat in the West. Immediately. Our arch nemesis. <laughs> and then after that, we play Dallas twice. Like, like just, li- just line them up. Why don't you? Let's go. Good news is hopefully we'll be healthy by then. Landy may be back. Dude, Maybe we'll buy him back this too. team, I, you have no idea. Someone will probably get hurt, like lifting Christmas, like doing something with Christmas presents. Yeah, they'll like cut, they'll cut their finger to the bone unwrapping Christmas presents yeah, or something. Something like that. But if everything goes well... According to the timetable we got before everything got shut down, Landy was going to be out two weeks. 
and so should totally be back for this game. Should be back for that game. He got Frankie back healthy. Uh, I think on the last show we talked about how Bull Byram, they had said he um, was starting workouts again. He wasn't on the ice yet. Uh, so hopefully he continues to progress and he may be coming closer to a return. And who else? Am I? I think that's pretty much it. Devon Tay's symptomatic, but the, the timetable was two weeks, which again lined up in Vegas. Lines up in Vegas. You got hopefully, hopefully Burke, like we, we should preface this too. The Avalanche won't have any media availability until the pause is over. So we yeah, have we no also, updates on the players. None. Yeah. The Peter Ball tweeted that like they got what, what was several. the word? Numerous or several, several more po- positive tests. And that could mean three. That could mean five. That could mean 10. We literally have, we're not going to have any idea probably until like the day of the Vegas game. They won't say. No one's off the table for that. The only guys I would say are off are Justin Barron and Mikhail Maltsev, who both got sent to the Colorado Eagles and are playing hockey right now. Outside of that, uh, you're guessing pure speculation at that pure. point. Yeah, that's it. It's he. Another part in the Peter Bot tweet we uh, we should mention too is uh, of those players, a few were symptomatic. Most were feeling no symptoms at all. It was they were the very mild. It was. All of them were non-symptomatic to very mild symptoms. So that's the good news. Yeah. So Devontae's is the only guy who's symptomatic. We don't know if that's mild or if he's feeling pretty bad right now. We don't have any. We're not going to know, essentially. We're not going to know. Yeah. But if the timetable kind of, this could be the healthiest version of the avalanche we see all year when they face Vegas. (laughs) It you could just be. gave me a flashback to last year where I swear to God, I had this exact same conversation. It's like, well, this might be a blessing in disguise to not play for a week and a half because our entire team is out. Like, I, f- I feel like we're getting sent back in time here. That wasn't even a year ago. Yeah, but it's, it's so strange. Time is weird. But yeah, we're, weird. We're, we're in just a weird time, but that's kind of where we have to look ahead is maybe this could be a chance that we finally get to be the healthiest we've been all year. Maybe, maybe for like a game or two. Yeah. And I mean, it's, oh, I, I, I think that could be a really fun game, but I know it'll probably break my heart because a team that hasn't played in a week and a half will probably be rusty, but on paper, that is going to be a fantastic hockey game. Yeah. And we're going to live stream it. So we're going to get every nitty gritty detail. Yeah. And you're going to see us shake the rust off. Because that'll be our first time watching Avs hockey in almost two weeks. So uh, we were going to do the Boston game on the 23rd, but going to. you can't live stream nothing. Yeah. I mean, you could you just try. That's essentially what the problem is. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, but I, I'm, I don't know. It's going to be a weird, this whole next week's just going to be really weird and really interesting to see what happens, not only in the NHL, but just across the entire sports world. Yeah, like there's so much that's going to happen by tomorrow. This thing's probably going to be outdated because it'll be like the Olympics aren't happening. The league shut down. We're not opening again. Like we, we haven't even have... mentioned Canada basically is shut down or they're back down to 50 percent. Yeah. Uh, occupancy in the arenas. Yeah, it's like, a foot. It's a footnote now because none of them are playing anymore. Yeah. Like can the, the Canadians went did what they did last year. They didn't have any fans against the Flyers the other night. And, and they didn't have any of the fake crowd noise too. Did you see yeah. that? They didn't have any of the fake. Oh yeah, crowd I, I watched the first period just because I was fascinated by it. And you said for the show they lost two million dollars from that game. Two million because they had to give all the money back for the seats and all that. Like it was an insane amount of money. And those Canadian teams, like the Maple Leafs and the Canadians, they're fine. They're they're loaded, and the Oilers. But like the Senators can't be making that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, imagine being the Senators right now and you're at 50% capacity and having to refund people right now. I can't imagine that's not being well next too happy about opening his wallet. Yeah, I, I just, it's it all could change by tomorrow. And that's the problem. By the time we release this tomorrow, the NHL will have changed 45 different things and we'll look like idiots. So if you hold us to these takes and what we're saying, you're gross because it's probably going to be extremely outdated by the time we <laughs> by the time we release this. Yeah, well, welcome to Twitter. Yeah, true. Um, oh, we had one other thing we had to talk about. Hey, Griffin, guess what happened in the NHL again last night um, that's happened 
like three times in the past month. Uh, is it something we've talked about several times on this show where people tell us we're being dramatic? Yes. Ah, I have no yes. idea. Uh, a, a player um, was headshot uh, and was carted off the ice on a stretcher. Again. Again. Yeah. This is, that. this is number three in the last yeah. two weeks. Three. Three. Three of them. We're on a pace and of one per week. One per week, but good for the NHL. They suspended yeah. the guy who did the hit for four games. So we're yeah. making progress. I have so I've counted now six of these hits. Three of them have bit have had someone carted off the ice. Two of them have had people sent to the hospital. None of the players hit except well, McKinnon returned to the game. So you had one guy return to the game. So far, out of all of them, you have one penalty and one suspension, and they both came on the same hit. So this hit was Brett Connolly of the Chicago Blackhawks on Tanner Kiro of the Dallas Stars. Um, this is no competition, the worst hit of the year, and the most egregious hit of everything I just mentioned. This one is utterly horrible. It's a clear-cut interference. Kiro doesn't have the puck. He doesn't even see Connolly behind him. And Connolly, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. I, I watched Connolly for a long time and watched it. I love the guy. I, he, I didn't think he would ever do anything like this. He never struck me as like, I'm going to go out and headhunt this guy kind of guy. Like it's such a, it was such a strange hit because of the players involved and the, the thought process behind it. And it was really unfortunate for, for Tanner Caro, who is out before he hits the ice again and almost smacked his head into the boards and had to be carted off and sent to the hospital. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, th there's a video, if you haven't watched yet, Joe Pavelski after the game got very emotional um, in was, his press conference. Yeah. Like and, we, and, we say emotional, he was sobbing. Yeah, and it, it's, I think the players are getting kind of sick of this shit too. Yeah, so, there was uh, Andrew Shaw after the the Truba hit on Jujar Kara was like, how, how are we okay with this? You know, like, no matter your feelings, Andrew Shaw, that's a guy who knows a, few, a thing or two about concussions, like his career is over because of them. And you had Eric Johnson saying stuff about Jacob McDonald after he was knocked out. That's a guy who's dealt with concussions. And Joe Pavelski, who had the exact same thing happen to him in game seven against Vegas, where he was knocked unconscious by a hit and carted off and like bleeding everywhere. Like he was crying because he knows what that's like and how scary it is. And he was saying like how Tanner Caro is a great guy and everything. And I, I know what that's like. And it's, it's horrible. Like, I think you're right. Players are understandably sick of this. This is their, their health and safety here. And no, we, when we talked about COVID and everything all that long ago about like what the NHL should, should do about that. But now we're talking about again for almost the fourth straight episode headshots. And what are we going to do about this? I don't feel like four games is enough for that i don't think so either but with covid now i think this is going to be kind of a back burner issue it's just going to continue to happen until probably the off season and at the pace we're at we're going to have i you say off season or like 15 off seasons from now I, hopefully i don't know but at the pace we're at we're on pace for like 22 players getting carted off the ice like it's it's become an epidemic of its own yeah like it used to be the kind of thing like oh maybe once or twice a year you see a guy get like carted off with a headshot like in the playoffs last year john tavares was a total accident yeah that one was completely incidental completely incidental there's nothing no rules you can change no nothing that can can prevent that injury from happening but with these we've talked about it on here before if you start penalizing headshots automatically if you make contact with the head you're going to the box and the only debate is for two four or a game if you start doing that yeah, players might be like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. But you know what they'll do? They'll adapt. If you hit someone in the face with your stick, like we talked about after the, the Florida game, that's two minutes. And if, you, if they're bleeding, it's four. I don't understand why you have to be in control of your stick at all times. It doesn't matter if the other guy flicked your stick into his face. It doesn't matter. But you're not responsible for hitting someone with your shoulder? Like, I, I don't get it. And Connolly got punished here. And it looks harsh because no one else gets punished. But I don't feel like four was enough here because Truba should have gotten suspended for what he did to Kara. And he shouldn't have had the chance to hit McKinnon at all. 
I don't, I think he should have gotten a fine for that. I don't know about suspension, but I think fine would have been fair. Uh, Ryan Longberg should have been suspended for his hit on Jacob McDonald. Absolutely. And Connolly was suspended for this one. And I hate to bring it up, but Nazem Kadri got eight playoff games for a headshot. Like, where is that standard? I let it go at the time because I was like, if this is the standard, I like this actually. That's fair. But why do we not treat anyone else like that? Because they're not Nazem Kadri. Like, yeah. the only players who would get a suspension like that are Kadri and Tom Wilson. Yeah. Those are, the only, those are the only ones. And it's just kind of where the NHL is at. And I, it's a weird time, man. I, I hate seeing, I hate seeing players get carted off the ice. I mean, it happened. It's not too, fun. This is happening too, too much. It happened two times the NFL today too. Like, like yeah, that the, okay, the, the chargers won uh, against Car- the Chiefs on Thursday. I forget the yeah. poor guy's name. He is. Carham Jr. Yeah, he poor guy just whacked his head into the ground. He was like seizing as they called well, was, it. Was scary, but he's was, good. They, he's they good. did. He did release some stuff saying he was good, but yeah, it's it's just never good. And I think that's kind of the good part about these players becoming more and more humanized is when that stuff happens. I remember in the past, like that's I was kind of desensitized to it. Yeah, like I was like ah, but then like maybe it's because I've gotten older that like when you see a player, you're like oh my god, he has a family, he probably has kids, like. That's terrifying. And no, no one wants that. They have lives to live after this. So I, I hope the NHL can do something about it. It won't happen until after the season if we're lucky. But it won't it's happen like at all. And I've been really impressed with the players who have spoke up about it. Like Johnson, after the McDonald hit, spoke up about it, how much it just needs to go out of the game. And you know, Joe Pavelski breaking down and full-on sobbing about that hit. So. I think the players are trending the right way. I think it's going to take a couple more years before that stuff kind of fixes itself, but I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a big bummer to talk about. I don't like talking about it, but it's, it's something that just keeps happening. Yeah. It continues to happen. So we have to keep talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, like this kind of loosely ties in, but have you been following Robin Leonard lately and how he's talking about how people have been shitting on him because he's bipolar and everything. I had like, not seen that. No, like, he, like he's been talking about like people treat him like he's faking it for attention and everything. Like, oh, this guy's a like a a, a loose cannon and all that. Like, treat like just treating him like shit. Like, this is what hockey culture is. We generally don't care about player health all that much and treat people that have these kind of conditions like they're like they're different. I think the only reason I have disdain towards Robin Leonard is because he plays for the Knights. Like yeah. other than that, I think he's a pretty funny dude and he's, a, he seems like a really good dude off the ice who's overcome a lot of his demons. And if he simply just didn't play for the Knights, I, th- I think I'd like him a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's tough for me with Leonard because he's been on like a lot of my shit list teams, like the Islanders, the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. But it's great to see someone actually being a mental health advocate in the NHL because it's just not something you see ever and it's i really like robin leonard for stuff like that like he just he just seems like a great guy and it sucks that he has to to go through this stuff did you see that tweet he did today get a little bit more lighthearted. he shaved his beard because he was playing in new york for the against the islanders and apparently lou lamorello doesn't allow beards so he shaved his beard saying lose house lose rules i thought that was a hilarious that's funny i didn't see that but that's funny and I, I thought that was super funny but yeah, I, I think the only reason I don't like Robin Leonard, and it's not I don't like him as a person, it's just he plays for my rival team, and he's really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about Robin Leonard other than he, he seems like a good dude who I would enjoy spending some time with, I think, if I ever got to hang out with him. Yeah, I just wanted to tie that into, like, just people generally don't care about what players are suffering through because we just – we don't humanize the players enough. We really do treat them – like robots sometimes and it's a shame so uh we're gonna keep talking about this when they keep happening like a lot of the flack we got for our last conversation was like oh you guys are only mad because it happened to one of your guys i know i was pissed about the Kara hit that's that was disgusting and i hate seeing guys carted off the ice and this carol hit like this could have been worse still yeah is there an update on him i haven't seen an update about he's, it he's 
in, I think he's still in the hospital, but like he's conscious and he's okay. He's going to be fine. Like there's not like long-term damage or anything that we know of yet. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, it's kind of the same thing as Kara, I think from what I saw. That's, that's a good news, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about it, even though I think we're both sick and tired of talking about it. If it keeps yeah. happening, we, we I don't keep... like talking about it. Like yeah. I don't like watching these hits. It's, it makes me feel sick watching the guys just get carted off the ice. And at the rate we're on, it's, it's unacceptable. Like something needs to be done here. I don't, I don't care if these are clean hits, if they're clean hits, then they're, then there's something wrong with the rule. Yeah. There's something wrong with it. Like players should not be severely injured where they have to be mobilized and taken off the ice on a stretcher for a clean hit. (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah. We'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it there. I'm sure we'll talk about it again next episode. So there's not a lot of games. So hopefully, uh, not a lot of games, but it just seems to keep happening. So when it's time to talk about it again, we will. But uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrapped? No, I I think we'll call it good. We're going to have some fun over these. uh, I think we're going to have to do two more episodes before the abs are back. Yeah, we'll do. We'll record on Wednesday, where there's no games happening, and Sunday, the day before we play Vegas. So we're we're going to do some fun things uh, while the abs are out. So just uh, make sure you stay tuned. And yeah, we just appreciate all you guys for listening. Um, we did. Did you want to celebrate? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna touch on that. So I realized this uh, yesterday, just scrolling through the our control page and everything, where we have all our episodes. I realize we've passed one year of this podcast, which feels very strange to me because last year was very, very strange. Getting this show alone was such a surprise and I had no idea what I was doing when I started this. I feel like, uh, like, what are we 108 episodes in and over a year now? I feel like I can say that uh, if you listen to those early episodes, I had no idea what I was doing. I was on my own with uh, a team that I love, but I'm not in state for I'm across the country. And to be honest, I didn't know if we were going to make it here to one year. I didn't know what was going to happen with this. And uh, the fact that you guys stuck with me during that strange season where it, it got to be a drag towards the end. I know we all felt it playing the same teams over and over again. And then that off season, where the avalanche had one day of doing things and the rest were just kind of trying to find things to talk about. I enjoyed it and I am forever grateful for everyone who stuck with me and has interacted with me on Twitter and has said kind things about me. And Christian, I am eternally grateful to you for joining me on this show over the last couple months. It has been a completely different experience and one that frankly, I just enjoy a lot more. It's a lot more fun having you here rather than it just being me. So thank you to everybody who has stuck with me for this entire year. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. It feels like it's been five. It also feels like it's been like three months. Three months. <laughs> yeah. Because I have never missed an episode. I mean, the closest I came was my birthday and we just recorded it a day later. Yeah. Every, every single week, since I started this on, hold on, I'm going to pull it back up real quick. I think it, I think it was December 16th, 2020 was the first episode. Ever since then, there has been two episodes a week, even during the dead of the off season. I don't know how I did that during the off season. I'd have to go back and listen to some of those because I some of those have to be a blur. But Christian, again, uh, this show changed entirely ever since you joined me back in early October when the season started. And I can't thank you enough, brother. Yeah. Well, I, right back at you, man. Um, I've had so much fun doing the show. Uh, it still kind of blows my mind that this many people listen to us. Um, I don't consider myself a hockey expert. I just consider myself a guy who loves the abs and I just go watch a lot of hockey. Um, yeah. I mean, but- I can I feel the same. Like I never marketed myself as like, I'm an expert. I was very upfront about what I was like, uh, Hey, I'm Griffin. Uh, I'm an abs fan who lives in Maryland. I'm when I started the show, I was 20 and 
this is, I don't have any prior experience doing this. I, I work at fan-sided. I write articles for fun. I'm a fan at the end of the day. And really, like, I always believed that I could get this show somewhere, but I truly just had no idea. And I'm just, I'm, I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm very grateful to everybody who stuck with me as I grew through this whole thing. I've learned so much over this last year, just not even just production, just like how to be responsible even because before Christian, I really didn't answer to anybody like (laughs) Isha and Dylan, like lorded over the network, but like they wouldn't notice if I missed an episode, if I just skipped one one day. So I I had to put that responsibility on myself to get these out twice a week, even, even when it was admittedly really hard back yeah. in uh, early 2021 for a lot of reasons. Uh, just the hockey was kind of boring. There was no energy to the games and, and just everything that was happening for me personally. Like yeah. this, there's been a lot that has happened for me this year. And the show has been a blessing. And everyone who's listened, whether you listen to the first episode and are still here, or whether this is your first one, I say at the end of every episode, and it's not like I'm reading off a script. I mean this genuinely. Like, thank you. You all truly do mean the world to me. You like there, you have no reason to listen to me. I have no qualifications. I'm just a fan at the end of the day. That's all we are. That's we're all just- we are. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that like I have press credentials or like I'm an expert about hockey. I have my opinions. That's it. That's all I come to you with every episode. And the fact that you guys listen to me, it's, it's, it's humbling, really. It's humbling. It's, it's really, I, I find it, I don't know. It's just so weird to me that we actually have people who like are diehard listeners and they enjoy listening to us talk about our, we, for those of you who don't know, Griffin and I try and plan an episode as best we can. And we just end up going off the rails and you all listen to us just go off on tangents. Um, so I just echo what Griffin said. Just can't, can't thank you all enough. Um, and we look forward to doing this for as long as they will let us. <laughs> yeah. As, as long as they will let us. I mean, they love us from what Isha and Dylan have told me. They think we're great somehow, but now some way. Somehow, some way, they think we're great. Like a, a lot of you think the same somehow. And <laughs> you guys, tell, you guys, like, there's a lot of you that tell us that all the time. And every time I, I look at that, I'm like, we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just talking, man. I mean, Christian's pretty good, but me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wreck. <laughs> Says the guy who's a communications major. Oh, please. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I barely knew how to talk before I started going to college. Mm-hmm. it's so funny that it's so funny that I have this show because I had such horrible like social anxiety in high school and everything like I barely ever talked and now I just I have a show that people listen to I am terrified of public speaking but I can do this no problem I don't know why but I don't I don't understand And like you'd think like live streams would be a problem we've been doing great on those too yeah it it feels just like people watching the games us and we're just watching like I don't know I have a good time doing this I'm glad that people enjoy that we do this because Griffin and I really do have a great time doing this a, a little bit more behind the show. Me and Griffin are on a zoom. Probably we say we're going to start recording at like six mountain time. We end up chit chatting, just bullshitting for like two hours. And then we're yeah. like, Oh shit, dude, we actually got to record the episode. Yeah. So yeah. Just thank you all a hundred episodes. Here's to another hundred more. Um, we'll pass a hundred at this point, but yeah, I mean, we'll 92 yeah. more to go and we'll, we'll keep grinding, but yeah. yeah, it's super exciting, super fun anniversary to, to celebrate here at the Teledabs of this podcast. Yeah, it's it's one that feels very bizarre to me. And I'm sure everyone who listened back when it was just me can appreciate the, the change that you brought to this show. And Man, I appreciate you sliding in my DMs. You know, it's it's funny that it's worked out as well as it did because we literally didn't know each other. And nope. like, what was it? Three months ago, we had no idea. We'd never interacted before. We followed each other, but we had we no idea. We followed each other. We liked each other's tweets every now and again. I just, I had a hunch that yeah. I should bring you on for an episode. And I, I told you this after the episode, after we stopped recording, but I was recruiting and I was testing to see if we would be a good fit. And that was probably the most fun I'd had in an episode up to that point. And it's Here crazy how, how well it's worked out. 
and we were only we're really only two and a half months into this. I know. Feels, we, feels, whole yeah. we haven't yeah. seen each other in playoff form. I'm a whole different person when we're in the playoffs. So I am, yeah, I am insufferable. I, I tell my girlfriend not to watch the games with me because it's, it's when we do live streams for those folks, that's, that's when the big guns come out. That's when, uh, Oh yeah. That, that's when I'm going to be taking TV. this computer off my desk and putting it in front of the TV so that I can pace around the room. Like me too, man. So yeah, here's to many more. Let's get the abs back on the ice. Everyone get healthy. And, uh, hope we have some hockey to talk about here soon. Yeah. Here's open. So we're going to wrap there. Uh, again, uh, I'm humbled by all of you. The fact that people come back and tune in the pack, the fact that people find us and tune in all of it blows my mind. You're all amazing. I appreciate all of you, Christian. You're the best. I appreciate you, brother. And this has just been such a blast over the last year. And I feel like we're making some really good progress here and We've got some real changes coming to the show soon. We're only going to take this thing further and further and we're going nowhere. I, I plan to do this show for, like you said, as long as they will let me. And even then we might just keep doing it. Maybe who knows, who knows we've hit for a personal note too. We've hit record downloads these past couple of months. So every download, every episode is breaking some kind of record and so. that credit goes to, to all of you. And I, I can't say enough times how much I really do appreciate you all. So uh, I think that's enough being mushy for yeah. one episode. You guys are probably sick of me by now, but we'll wrap there again. Thank you all. I can't say it enough. You all humble me every single day with your support. And I really do appreciate it, but we're going to wrap there. That's going to do it for this episode of the tell it abs. It is podcast on the hockey podcast network. Thank you so much. Once again, for tuning in. I have been your host, Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Belay. You can follow us on Twitter at G Youngs NHL, at Christian underscore Belay, and at Tell It Abs. It is for everything with the Avalanche and updates about the show. Really recommend you do that. We're going to be doing more giveaways here pretty, pretty soon. Highly recommend you follow us over there. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you do enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to us if you did leave a nice review because that's one of the things that really does help get the show out there even more but not holding the gun in your head you don't have to <laughs> but again thank you all so much for for everything for tolerating me i guess i i know i've said it a million times and i'm a broken record but it's it's humbling and i really do appreciate you all to death so i'll stop there we'll wrap here christian you want, to send, you want to say anything to send us off? Because I've, I've taken the night long enough. Love you guys. Have a good one. All right. So we will catch you all on Thursday where we are going to have to make some plans because there are no abs games. So we will be back with our loosely planned episode. And we will talk to you guys then. Enjoy the rest of your hockey list week. And happy holidays. <laughs>